So this morning we're continuing our series in Ephesians. And last week we talked about, um, you know, that we're in the midway point of the book. First three chapters are doctrine. Last three chapters are more application. Doctrine are the principles and teachings. Um, and the, the application is how you walk out what you, what you learn. And so it's not just good enough to learn about the fact that we are chosen We've been adopted. We've been redeemed. We've been filled. It's not just good enough to know that. Let's walk in that. Amen. And so um, last week we talked about how to walk out your Christianity. And in Ephesians 4.1, Paul said, as a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of your calling. The Lord wants us to live out the calling of Christianity. And in chapter 4, he lists five characteristics that every Christian should possess. We should walk in humility. We should walk in gentleness and patience. We should walk in love. And we must make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit. Amen? And he says, if you do that, then you're actually putting blue jeans on your Christian faith. You're putting action in your faith. Amen? And so uh, in keeping with the same theme, Paul transitions here. And so he says, uh, he further instructs the church about the gifts of grace. And he says in Ephesians 4 and 7, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Now, Paul quickly switches from talking about the essential characteristics of the Christian life to talking about the, the Lord's equipping gifts of grace. And he talks about the calling on every Christian. And then he, he finishes and he talks about the strength and health of the church. And so he first begins by talking about the Lord's equipping grace. And in verse 7, he says, To each one of us, Grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So another facet of our spiritual inheritance is the fact that the, that we've received the gifts of grace. How many of you are glad that you've received the gifts of grace? Amen. So every Christian has been gifted. Am I echoing out there? No? Yeah? Yeah? No? A little bit? So he begins by talking about every Christian has been gifted with spiritual gifts. And in verse 8, he says, Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. So according to the Apostle Paul, Christ gave the church five equipping gifts. And he, he lists them in verse 11. He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. So he lists these gifts. Uh, sometimes they're called the office gifts or the governmental gifts of the church. And he says, first, they're the apostles. Now, the apostles, you know, they was the guys that started the church. But the apostle is the overseer, the, the one that starts ministries, the one that has the ability and experience to influence and oversee other ministries and uh, other churches. That's the apostle. And so he begins with apostles and and then he talks about uh, he talks about the prophets and he says they're prophets. And these are the seers. 
And they're able to see what God is doing. They have the ability and discern what God is doing. And they have a sense of where God is, is, is moving. And, and, and they have a prophetic utterance. And, and they have the ability to see what most people cannot see. And then he says that the Lord gave the church the gift of evangelists. And the evangelists are those that have the ability to win souls to the Lord. Amen. And, and you know, they, they can just... Uh, you know, they can go into a deacon board meeting and win somebody to Christ. You know, they just have that ability, you know, and they have the ability to equip others and inspire others to be soul winners. How many of you know we need to be soul winners? Amen. And so then he talks about the fourth gift of grace he gave to the church is pastors. Now, some some theologians believe that this is one pastors and teachers. But uh, but I'm just going to separate those out just a little bit for the sake of what we're talking about today. But the pastors are the shepherds. They're the ones that carry the burden of the people. And so, you know, the prophet, you know, he'll come and just give you a word and, and everybody could be bleeding and he's going to the next town. You know, he's more mobile. But the pastor has a heart for the people and they stay there and they, they tend to the sheep and, and they, they, they have a burden for the sheep and they hurt with the sheep and they care for the sheep. That's the pastor. And then he says, finally, he says, there's the teachers. And the teachers are the folks that have that ability to just uh, uh, open up the scripture and, 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 and use God's word to instruct and to guide and to encourage the body of Christ. Amen. Not everybody has that ability, but some have that, that gift of, of teaching. And so these are po five powerful gifts that Christ gave the church. So whenever you think about that, that whenever the Lord established his church, he gave the church these gifts, these these fivefold or these fourfold ministry gifts, these offices. And the purpose was to uh, gives us the answer in the never, very next verse of why he gave us those gifts. He said the purpose of these gifts is to equip the church. How many of you know that's why he gave us pastors, prophets, pastors or evangelists and teachers to equip the church. Amen. And that's what he says in Ephesians 411. It is it is he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists and some to be pastors and teachers. And let me just stop for a moment to say, I can't choose that to be an apostle. I can't choose to be an evangelist. Come on. How many of you know God has to give you that gift? Amen. And so some people walk around with cards and say, I'm a prophet. Well, I, we'll see. Did God say you're a prophet? Amen. Come on. How many of you know that's an anointing that God has to give you? Amen. You got to get that from the Lord. You can't go buy that at Burger King. Amen. And so the reason God gave the church, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers was to prepare God's people for works of service. Service. Did you know that every Christian has a spiritual calling on their life? Everybody does. You know, for a long time, I felt like the only people that had a calling on their life were people that were, were pastors or, or priests or, you know, evangelists or missionaries. But I learned later on that everybody that calls themselves a Christian is called in the ministry. How many of you know that? No, that wasn't good enough. You have a special calling on your life. If you're a Christian, you have a spiritual calling. And by the way, this calling you receive from God is higher than your earthly calling. It supersedes your earthly calling because it's going to last forever and ever. Amen. Now, the calling on, on every Christian is to employ their spiritual gifts by serving others. 
And that's what he says. Look in first, first Peter 4.10 says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Now notice what it says. God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Now, again, I didn't know. I didn't have a clue about this. I didn't know about spiritual gifts. And I certainly didn't know that whenever I became a Christian, that God gave me a gift. God gave you a gift. Amen. Come on. How many of you believe that this morning? And so listen, first, we got to wrap our brain around that and we got to wrap our faith around that. But you say, Todd, you know, I'm I was considered like, you know, the least in my family. It has nothing to do with your last name, what side of the tracks you are, what order in the family you are. If you're a child of God, God has gifted you. It's a spiritual gift. Amen. Come on. If you believe that, say amen. The Lord has graced every Christian with spiritual gifts. Not only has he graced the church with spiritual gifts. He's graced every Christian with spiritual gifts. Now, the Bible gives us three different lists of spiritual gifts. If you say, what are their spiritual gifts? Well, if you do a study on the gifts, you see that there's the motivational gifts, what's called the motivational gifts. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, it says this. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Listen, notice it says different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Now, Romans 12 lists six motivational gifts here. Prophesying, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, mercy. And the purpose of these gifts are primarily to motivate. How many of you know that God doesn't give gifts to us for ourselves? Right? The gifts are given for others. And so these motivational gifts are to motivate or to encourage others. It's not to eat it ourselves. It's not to spend it on ourselves. It's to spend it encouraging others. So there's the motivational gifts. Then there's the ministry gifts. And in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, it says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, all those having gifts of and also those having the gifts of healing, those able to help others, those with gifts of administration and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. So first Corinthians 12 lists six ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles, healings, helps, administration and different kinds of tongues. Now, sometimes you'll see the same gift overlap. But these are what's considered the ministry gifts. And the purpose of these gifts is primarily to minister to the body of Christ. And so how many of you are glad that some people have the gift of workers of miracles? Amen. How many of you are glad that some people have the gift of administration? If you don't have the gift, you appreciate the gift. Right? Is that right? And so so there's the... the uh, the motivational gifts, there's the ministry gifts, and then there's the manifest, mani manifestation gifts, which is in 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. And then it says, it says, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. 
To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. How many of you know the Lord determines that, right? But I want you to notice that, that the gifts are the gifts of the what? The gifts of the Spirit. And He says, by the Spirit one is given. That's why, listen folks, we can't serve the Lord with just head knowledge. We need God is Spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit. And sometimes even as Christians, we're comfortable with the, 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 you know, the, the dotting the I and crossing the T and the Word and we'll dig into the Word. But how many of you know the Word and the Spirit will make you grow up? Amen. Come on. You need the Spirit and the, and the giver of the, the gifts is the Spirit of the Lord. So what that tells me is that I need to constantly be open to the Holy Spirit if I want the gifts of the Spirit to manifest in my life. Are y'all with me out there? Amen. So listen, we, we need to hunger for we need a desire now here the manifestation of the gifts he talks about the word of wisdom the word of knowledge faith healings miracles prophecy discerning of spirits various tongues interpretation of tongues and the purpose of these gifts are for the common good to help one another now i don't have time to elaborate on all those but man aren't the gifts of the spirit incredible that god gave the church the body of christ these gifts Amen. Come on. I need a better amen. Come on. He's gifted us with the office gifts, the governmental gifts, but he's gifted every believer with gifts. Man, just to think about you can operate in the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and, and you can pray for people. Miracles happen. Isn't that incredible? It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's amazing. A good question to ask ourselves is this. What spiritual gifts do I have? How many of you think that's a great question right there? You know, now listen, let me just, let me just uh, say this. You know, whenever I look at the, the, the ministry gifts, the fivefold gifts in Ephesians 4.11, I ask God for all of them. I ask God for apostleship, for pastoral, for tea. Uh, Lord, increase your apostolic anointing on my life. I ask God, increase your pastoral anointing on my life. You're teaching. Hey, listen, I don't think it's, I don't think the Lord minds that we just covered everything that the Lord has. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Come on, I need a little bit more life in here this morning. Amen. Come on, I don't believe the Lord minds that we just go after it and say, Lord, I want the whole enchilada. Amen. Lord, if you got it for me, I want it. Amen. And so I realize that there's a, there's a stronger uh, gift, uh, you know, that is stronger than other gifts, but I want it all. How about you? And so when it comes to the, the ministry gifts, the manifestation gifts, the motivation gifts, I want it all, Lord. I want the whole thing. I want it all. Amen. And I believe, I believe the Lord will help us walk in the gifts and we'll just be open to it. Amen. And so, but at the same time, I believe that some of us are just wired with gifts that, that there's no doubt about it. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, Tanya has the gift of administration and she'll tell you, I don't. And that's a subject for another time. But, but how about we just stop right there for right now? Amen. 
But you know what? So listen, you know, and the scripture says that, you know, we shouldn't just, uh, you know, he doesn't give everybody the same gift. So you know what? If I expect others to operate like I operate, I'm going to be a little frustrated with life. Amen. And so if I try to operate in something that's not my gift, I'm going to be a little frustrated in life. But a good question to ask is, Lord, what are my gifts? What are the gifts that you've given me? And some people have no clue. But listen, I want to encourage you. If you don't know, you don't have a clue. I encourage you to sign up for the growth track. Because in the growth track, we go in depth about the gifts. And one of the purposes of the growth track is to help people identify their gifts. Are you with me? So if you haven't been to the growth track, you don't know what your gifts are, I encourage you to just sign up. Go to the lobby after the service and sign up. Amen? But maybe a more important question to ask about the gifts is this. What does the Lord want me to do with these spiritual gifts? What does He want me to do? Does He want me to sit on them in the pew? How many of you think that's nah? Yeah, no. I think it's very clear as to what we should do with them. It's our Christian responsibility to use the gifts God has given us in serving others. And I want to bring you back to 1 Peter 4.10, because he says there, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And then the last part of that verse says, use them well to serve yourself. No, that's not what it says. I misread that. Okay, let me try again. Use them well to serve one another, to serve others. That's what he says. We are to use our gifts, not haphazardly, but well. How? In serving others. Are you catching this? So in the Bible, there are words that, uh, that are uh, synonyms are the same. Like, for instance, the word serving and ministering. You know, when God calls people ministers, what he's saying is they are servants. And in the Western world, people say, I want to be in ministry. And what they really mean is I want to get behind a sacred desk and declare the word of the Lord. Oh, that's just about that much of it. I'll tell you what a minister is. He's a servant, right? And so in other words, what he's saying here, he says, when you're serving, you're ministering. You see, you're serving, you're ministering. And by the way, he said, the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of all. The servant of all. So if you're serving others, you're really ministering to others. And so we need to remember every Christian is called to full-time Christian service. Every Christian is called to full-time Christian service. If you want to live the Christian life, sorry, You're called a full-time Christian service by using your gifts in serving other people. Amen? Come on. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. If you don't believe that, say amen. It's the truth, right? And so listen, Matthew 20, 28 says, your attitude must be like my own. This is Jesus speaking. For I, the Messiah, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So for the Christian, serving is not optional. If you want to live the genuine Christian life, you got to learn to serve. 
Because that's what, that's what it's all about. The greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant of all. Right? And so Paul is teaching us. He says, look, this is Christianity in the blue jeans. It's not just wearing a cross around your neck or a t-shirt that says, I'm one of them or, you know, a bumper sticker. It's not one of those. A Christian is someone who walks out and lives their life like Christ. That, that exemplifies the nature and the character of Christ. And so every time I'm boudaying, every time I'm having a temper tantrum, every time I'm tempted to, you know, tell everybody on the Ambassador Caffrey what I think of them, I got to remember, would Jesus do this? Because I'm called to be like Jesus, right? Are y'all with me out there? Come on, how many of you believe you're called to be like Jesus too, right? And so that's the calling. But it's not just that. It's also... Hey, you gotta, you gotta roll up your sleeves and you gotta put an apron on your arm and you gotta serve others. God's called us to serve others. And so we gotta remember that. Now listen, that is totally against the grain of our society. Our society don't want to serve anybody. They want to be served. Right? And so when you come into Christianity, you gotta get your mindset changed. And so when you come to churches, you don't ask the question, what can the church do for me? When you come to church, you got to ask the question, what can I do for the body of Christ? What can I do for the, come on, I'm preaching better than you saying amen right now. Amen. But so we got to be careful that we don't bring the mindset of the world into the church. Amen. And so listen, it's a blessing to be a servant of the Lord in the, in the family of God, isn't it? Come on, how many of you, how many of you glad to be in the family of God? It's a great privilege. Amen. It's a great privilege. Listen, I'd rather be a servant of, in the Lord's house than a slave in the devil's house. Amen. Amen. That's quotable right there, right? So it's the key. So what is, what's, why is it so important that you and I learn to serve others by using our spiritual gifts? Why is that so important? Well, this is the whole purpose Paul is addressing this topic with the Ephesian church. And he says in Ephesians 4.11, let's go back there for a moment. It says, it, it was he who gave some to be apostles, some as prophets, evangelists, some as pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. There it is. That's why we need to use our gifts. The bottom line is if God's people don't serve and use their spiritual gifts, the body of Christ won't be healthy and strong. That's the bottom line. The church, a church, any church, the local church, the universal church is only as strong as the people in the church that use their spiritual gifts. That's what he said. He said, listen, speaking to pastors, pastors, Apostles, all these, these ministry gifts, these office gifts. He said, your job is not to go over there and be Superman and do all the work of the ministry. No, your job is to equip the church to do ministry. Teach them how to pray for people. Teach them how to lead others to Christ. Teach them how to encourage others in their faith. Teach them. That's our job. And he says, listen, by the way, whenever you do that, the body of Christ may be built up. Amen. Listen, the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the flip side, if the Christians use their spiritual gifts and serve, 
The church is going to be healthy and strong and vibrant and influential. Amen. Come on. How many of you know the in, the ability for this church to influence our community is largely dependent on the health and the, and the, the activity of the members of it than just the building looking nice. How many of you know that? Right. The church is not a building. The church is the people in it. Right. And so Romans 12 and verse four says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. And by the way, you could go on and on. If God has given you the gift of teaching, teach. If God has given you the gift of giving, give. If God has given you the gift of mercy, have mercy. Amen. Use it. So Paul is reminding us by using this human analogy of the body. And he says, listen, every member in every member is a minister in Christ's body. Now, how many of you, this first time you ever hear that? Let me see your hand. Say, well, I'm not going to raise my hand. Everybody's going to know it. Well, listen, I'll I just be honest with you. I was, I, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this, that, that I was called to be a minister. Every member has a different function. Everybody's got a different place. Everybody's got a different gifting, a different bent, a different, a different passion, different experience. And listen, every member, every member's ministry is important. And so, you know, uh, that's why he said, listen, the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. Come on, how many of you know every, come on, how many of you know your big toe is important? I'm telling you it's important. Smash it, you'll see, right? (laughs) But you know, so listen, you know, it's our, it's easy for us to say, well, if you're up here singing and, and you leading everybody in worship, man, you're important. Oh man, if you're up here preaching, man, you're important. I think my job, whenever I get to heaven, is going to be to wash the feet of the little lady in the nursery that's changing the the poopy diapers. It's okay to say poopy in church? I changed some of those this weekend. It's fresh in my mind, right? But how many of you know that it, it's, there's not like, we can't look at other people and say, ah, you, all you're doing is this? Come on, every, every, every person is important. Come on, before you got here this morning, there were people opening up doors, putting lights on, putting the AC on, tuning up instruments, getting the sound ready, opening up the children's well. I mean, there was stuff going on here. Aren't you glad we got a lot of servants right here in this church? Amen. Don't you, aren't you glad we got a lot of ministers right here? Amen. Thank God for that because that's how we can do ministry. So if the church is to be healthy and strong, growing and influencing the community, We have to have members committed to using their spiritual gifts and serving others. You get that? If you got that, say, I got that. Amen. Now let's, let's conclude this morning. Let's conclude. Why, why is, you know, what I love about preaching through a book of the Bible is you typically address things that you normally, like we like to give you the, the, uh, the, uh, the banana split of the scripture. You know, the, the great verses of the Bible. But sometimes we don't like to talk about some of those other things like you got to be humble. You know, you got to be gentle. I mean, you don't get that much amen when you say that. 
You know, God has given you the victory. Yes, amen. And you got to be humble. Humble. But when you preach through the book of the Bible, you got to give the salad too. Come on, you got to give the you got to give the things that really uh, put the blue jeans on the Christian faith, right? And so, listen, it's not just good enough, gang, for us to say we're Christian. That's not good enough. We got we got to have action to our faith. We gotta, we gotta be, we gotta be doing something for the Lord. And he says, you gotta have these characteristics. And then you gotta use your spiritual gifts by serving others. Amen. Amen. Why don't you do me a favor and just stand for me? So let's make application and we'll go home. But can I just, can I just encourage you? You know, the Bible says one day, whenever we breathe our last and we get to face the Lord, we're going to have to give an account for the way we lived our lives. What we did, you know, the good news is that faith is free. Salvation is free. But the not so good news is that we got to do something with this salvation. And the Lord is going to ask us, what did you do with this faith I gave you, with this salvation I gave you? And so I think part of what will help us to not have to shrink back when we go before the Lord is just say, Lord, I, I, I served. I, 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 I did my part. I, you know, I, I couldn't sing, so I didn't sing. Amen. And everybody said, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for not singing. But, but I did this. I, I served. I, I helped. I, I did what I could. Amen. And so, you know, if you're not presently serving, I want to encourage you, like, you know, just, you know, go into the lobby or, or get one of those welcome cards and put your name and phone number on it. And at the bottom, just say, I want to get on a serve team. I want to serve. Get involved. Because, you know, do y'all believe that the church is, is the bride of Christ? Y'all believe that? Now listen, how many of you men are married? Now if you love your wife, you want people to treat your wife kindly, gently, right? And so the way I look at it is whenever I do anything to help the bride, the church, the body of Christ, I'm helping the bride of the Lord. And I think he likes that, amen? And he's like, I see what you're doing. I see how you're helping my bride. I think he likes that. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Don't just attend church. Get yourself involved. Amen. But number two, if you haven't yet attended our spiritual growth track, I encourage you to join. It's not we're trying to give you something else to do. We're trying to equip you, as the Bible tells us, to equip the church, God's people, for the work of service. Amen. So just jump in there. And again, you could do that by just going to the lobby and into the info center and say, hey, I want to get in the growth track. And number three, if you haven't yet signed up for Serve Day, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, I'm thinking right now, man, I wonder how many lives are going to be changed. I wonder how many people are going to be touched. Tuesday night, uh, a brother came to the men's meeting and he said, Todd, I met somebody today that, that uh, was just giving you all kind of compliments. I said, really? I said, who are they? And I didn't even know who they are. And he said, yeah, they said that... Um, they don't even come to this church, but y'all went and helped them whenever their house flooded. And I'm thinking, you know what? Don't give me the credit. Give the church the credit. I, did, I, I mean, I went to some houses, but I don't even know who this person is. 
But see, God is getting glory when the church gets involved. Amen. Come on. God is getting the glory, right? And so listen, they want to give me glory, but I don't want it. I don't want to be eaten up with worms. I'm going to give God the glory, right? You know, if you read your Bible book of Acts, somebody just took the glory and, and God said, hmm, that ain't good, right? But how many of you know, we can make a difference, gang. We can make a difference. And listen, our human nature is to be selfish and to be self-centered and to just do what's good for us. But come on, we got to break free from that. And I believe whenever we break that spirit of of selfishness and stinginess and all that kind of thing, we're going to feel the anointing of God on our life like we've never felt it before. We're going to feel the fulfillment and the presence of God like never before. Come on, I'm talking to you this morning. I'm Come on, I'm giving you my best this morning to encourage you. To not just be a, don't don't sit in the bleachers and cheer the team on. Get on the field. Amen. Come on. And then finally, so you could sign up in the lobby. You could sign up for serve day. And, and by the way, you don't have to join one of the us. I mean, it's, we're going to be wearing t-shirts and we're going to be trying to make a statement. And we're just going to try to reach people that are lost. Amen. That's what it's all about. And then we're going to be handing out school supplies. And then next Sunday... If you pay attention, there'll be people in here that are going to be kind of looking around. And they're going to be trying to wonder, is this, what kind of place is this? Are they got snakes in here? What's going on here? But you know what? They're just going to be responding to a need they have because we're going to be offering them free school supplies. How many of you know that's a good price? That's a good price. But there are people that are struggling. By the way, if you're struggling and you need school supplies, please let somebody know and, and we want to help you. But you know, listen, the Bible says your gift will make room for you. And so we're just giving to the community. No strings attached except that we would like for you to just accept the greatest gift of all. Jesus Christ. Amen. And so next Sunday, be extra nice. Be extra friendly. Amen. But all all day Saturday, is going to be people all over the community just helping people in the name of Christ. How many of you know? That's what the church is about right there. Amen. And I believe we can make a difference. One day when it's all said and done, and we're all going to spend eternity together in heaven, I believe we're going to be next to people that say, you know, I, I, got, I got saved. I became a Christian because these people came. These people loved on me. These people encouraged me. There's people in our nursing homes have no family or hadn't seen a family member in months. There are going to be people going in there just loving up on them. Amen. Oh, man. There's too much work to do to be preoccupied with fighting with one another. There's too much work to do to looking at the hand and say, what you're doing and the toe and say, what you're doing. Come on, let's just be the toe that God called us to be and the hand that God called us to be. And let's be the service God called us to be. And let's make a difference for the kingdom and for the glory of God. Amen. Come on, I need a better amen right there. Amen. Amen. Just do me a favor, if you would, just bow your head with me for just one more second. Maybe you here today, you never really genuinely surrendered your heart to Christ. And became a Christian. And you're like that. You're like a hand that's disconnected from the body. If I cut my hand off, I would not, my hand would not nearly be as in good a shape as if it would be connected to the body. 
God has created the church, one analogy the Bible uses, to be a body, the body of Christ. And the Lord wants you to be connected to Him. He's the head. He wants you to be connected to Him so you can receive the nourishment and the strength and the support of the body. But you first got to surrender your heart to Him. You got to give your life to Him. You got you to say yes to the Lord. And if you've never done that, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. You just say, Todd, would you pray for me? I never genuinely surrendered my heart to Christ, but today I want to do that. If that's you, while everybody else is praying, you just lift your hand and say, Todd, pray that prayer for me. Just lift your hand and just hold it up for just a moment. Just hold it up high for just a moment. And I want to pray for you. If your heart is beating right now, that's the Lord saying, that's you, man, just cross the line. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for just being bold enough to just raise your hand. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, for being the greatest servant of all, willing to sacrifice your very life so my sins could be forgiven. I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my heart. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live the Christian life. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your family. In Jesus' name, I pray. Now, if you prayed that prayer, there's a card in your in your pew that said, I made a decision. If you fill that out, and just bring it to the info center in the lobby. We have a gift for you, a Bible if you need it, just some tools to help you get started. Amen. Father, I pray that you would just bless us here today as a church, as a congregation, as a people, as a family, as individuals. Lord, help us, Father God, to put feet to our faith, and just begin to walk out the Christian life that you've called us to. Lord, we love you, and we count it a great privilege to be a part of your family. We ask your blessing and your grace upon us today as we go. In the strong name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. If you need prayer, we'll be up here. If not, you're dismissed. Have a great day. God bless you as you go.